Welcome to church. There's a showward assembly, an exciting congregation of God's people, under the pastoral care of Dr. Dennis Eng and his amiable wife, Pastor I.T. Our mission is to raise champions who are passionate for God, winning in life and changing the world. Our vision is to be a growing community of worshippers and ministers from every tribe and tongue, taking the gospel of Jesus Christ wherever we go. Showward, raising champions. I'll teach this morning on what I call the treasures of darkness. We are winding down on a series on business and financial prosperity. Ordinarily, this should be the last Sunday, but it will not be because um, we moved access to Wealth Conference to next Sunday. So even this week, we are still on business and financial prosperity. So I'm teaching on the treasures of darkness. Glory to God. I, I do hope those that could not make it to church because of the rain are joining us online. Um, technology has made it that if you really want to be a part of the service wherever you are, you would be a part of the service. But this is rainy season and this is not the last Sunday it will rain. And no matter how hard we pray, it will still rain from time to time on a Sunday morning because there is a cycle of rain that even God himself honors. Amen. <laughs> are you with me? Usually pastors, don't, pastors are not happy when it rains on Sunday morning because we always desire for people to be in church to get blessed. But when it rains on Sunday morning, we give glory to God and we thank God for those that could make it to church. Please make up your mind that you're not a bag of salt. When next it rains, take an umbrella and come to church. Are you with me? come to church. If you don't have an umbrella, don't worry. Um, those days when we were children, we used to cut leaves from the side of the road and put on top of our head. Um, those from the village, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. You didn't need umbrella. Um, you had plantain leaf, you had cocoyam leaf, you had all manner of leaves, you know. So, <laughs> But in Lagos, I don't think you can find leaves very easily. Um, but please don't, don't let rain stop you from coming to church. Glory to Jesus. Isaiah chapter 45. By the way, before I start to read, that's also why you need to drive. You know, you need to have a car. Are you with me? I said you need to have a car. So that when it rains, you can actually find your way into your car, reverse out of your gate and drive to church. Um, that's, that's why getting rich and comfortable can also help you to serve God. So... It's good for you to be rich and to be comfortable, have your own car. It's horrible when you enter bus on a rainy day because the bus, some of them are leaking. Have you entered Molue on a rainy day before? It's raining heavily and you're inside Molue. You will not like yourself. People are clustering, they are pushing to one side of Molue and the rain is starting from there. So everybody scatters. There's nothing you can do. So may you not end with Molue. If you start with Molue, may you move beyond Molue. You didn't say good amen. Even Danfo is not good enough. May you move beyond Danfo. Even Uber is not good enough. May you have your own car. <laughs> oh, glory to Jesus. Isaiah 45, verse 3. Are you there? I will give you the treasures of darkness. 
and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, I am the God of Israel. I will give you the treasures of darkness. When God says a thing, he means it. God has never failed in his promises. If you can take hold of this, catch a revelation of it, and claim it for yourself, it will come to pass. God says he will give you the treasures of darkness and the hidden riches of sacred places so that you will know that he is the God over your life. He will give you, he will give you the treasures of darkness. Remember we read Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 19 and we saw how God said that even riches and wealth are a gift from God. They are a gift from God. They are a gift from God. And God here says he's going to give you riches and he's going to give you wealth but they are hidden in darkness and they are hidden in secret places. The treasures of the earth actually don't lie on the streets. The treasures of, of the earth, they lie in the depth of the earth. That is why gold is mined. That is why diamond is mined. That is why oil is drilled. Are you with me? Because the treasures of life, they don't lie carelessly on the surface. They don't lie on the surface. They are buried somewhere. And God says no matter how deep they are buried, he's going to give them to you. You didn't say good amen to that. He said he's going to give them to you. They are treasures of darkness. They are hidden riches. Beloved, if they were not hidden, everybody would find it. Everybody would have it. The things that lead to our prosperity are not always obvious. That is why a lot of people do not even know how to prosper. They don't know how to get it. But they are there. When someone tells you, there is no money in this country, it's because he is not able to see it. It's not that there is no money. They are hidden from him. Someone said there is no money. And when you hear someone say there is no money, very likely the person is among the poor. Because people that can see it, they know where the money is. Are you with me? They know where the money is. There is money everywhere. There is wealth everywhere. There are riches everywhere. But they are in darkness and they are in secret places. Let me list for you a few places where you can find them. Where is wealth hidden? Where are riches hidden? Where is money to be found? Where is it hidden? Number one, they are hidden in people. They are hidden in people. <laughs> Wherever you find people, you find wealth. Wherever you find people, you find riches. Wherever you find people, you find prosperity. Because the money you are looking for, they are with people. God is not minting money in heaven to give to you. All the money you need, they are already available. They are with people. Are you with me? So when you see people, you're looking at money. When you see crowds, you're looking at money. That is the difference between Lagos and your village. 
your village, you have a few scanty people here and there separated by big patches of land. In Lagos, we live on top of one another. Ten people sleep in one room. Are you with me? Depending on where you live. I mean, that's, that's in a lot of places. You, you get to the bus stop. The other day, you know, I was getting somewhere. I mean, even to pass, people are pushing. That was my first shot when I get to, came to Lagos. I went to, went to Broad Street. And I saw a mass of people. I almost fainted. I said, what? Where are they coming from? Wherever you find people, you find money. Wherever you find crowds, you find money. That is why the most prosperous places on earth are heavily populated. That is why in this Lagos, anything you have to sell, you can sell and prosper. The reason is because there are people. Wherever you find people, you find money. Hello, are you with me? If you don't like people, you cannot prosper. If you can't serve people, you can't prosper. Because the money you need is with people. The money you need is with people. There are different kinds of people. But the people, the kind of people you serve, the kind of people you connect with, the kind of people you relate with will determine how far you go in life. If you want to prosper, you must understand that your wealth is in the hands of people and you must serve the right people and you're on the way to prosperity. Wealth, riches, money, they are with people. Glory to God. They are with people. Wherever you find people, that is where you will find money. That is where you will find wealth. That is where you will find riches. One of the reasons is that people everywhere always have problems and need solutions. So, number two, money is hidden in problems. Money is hidden in what? In problems. The more problems people have, the more opportunities you have to make money. Because every time you solve a problem, you are on the way to prosperity. Every time you solve a problem, every time you provide solutions, you are king into wealth. Why do people need solutions? Because there are problems. And where there are human beings, there will always be problems. And where there are problems, there will always be money to be made. Please, is somebody with me? What people are complaining about is what you will use to prosper. When people are complaining, don't complain with them. Find a way to solve the problem and then you will prosper. And then you will make money. A mechanic exists to solve mechanical problems that you have with your car. Is that correct? And the more problems you have, the richer your mechanic becomes. A doctor solves health problems that you have. And if you're not sick, the doctor is broke. For as long as you have a headache, for as long as you run temperature, the doctor has money to be made. Are you with me? 
when your body is doing you somehow and you can't explain it and you go to the hospital, that's why the person is trained. He will decode your feelings and give you paracetamol and charge you accordingly. He will charge you for all the years he went to school and charge you for the premises and charge you for the time. But the important thing is that you have a problem and you must pay for it. In fact, they will charge you consultation fee. Even if you're not sick, even if it tells you there's no problem with you, but you must pay for coming to a hospital. Beloved, the more problems you have as a human beings, the more money other people will make of you. So if you can find a way to solve the problem of other people, you will also be rich at their expense. Is somebody with me? Please don't tell me there is no money. Money is everywhere, but it's only for those that solve problems. You are wealthy, comfortable. You don't have time to wash your clothes. And somebody comes to wash your clothes for you. It's not doing Father Christmas. He's looking for money. At the end of it all, because you have money, but you don't have time, you must pay adequately. Is somebody still here? Every problem you have is money looking for somebody to be made. Every time you are able to solve a problem, then of course you're entitled to money. Because of providing solutions. And the more problems you solve, the richer you become. Not only the more problems, but the more serious a problem is, the richer you become. But is somebody getting what I'm saying now? There are common problems and there are serious problems. If you solve common problems that everybody can solve, of course, you'll earn what everybody earns. That is the difference between a specialist and everybody else. If you have the ability and the capacity to solve a problem that another person cannot solve, you'll earn money that others are not earning. Hey, come on. Are you hearing me? So you try to also equip yourself to solve problems that others are not solving. So money is hidden in people. Money is hidden in problems. Don't run away from problems. When people are complaining, don't join them to complain. Look for solutions and then you will become prosperous. Can someone say hallelujah? hallelujah? Number three, money is hidden in natural endowments natural endowments what Nigerians call folocom the one you're born with that talent, that ability that you have that you did not go to school to learn that is a natural endowment there are people that are so blessed and they don't even know it they don't know it that good voice might just be the key to the millions you're looking for. That you can dance might just be the key to the riches and the, the, the hidden treasures that you're looking for. Alright? I don't know what it is that you naturally have. Maybe it's even your figure. Maybe it's your height. Maybe it's your shape. I don't know what it is. See, if you're tall, you can make money. If you're short, you still can make money. If you're fat, ah, you can make money. If you're slim, you can make money. Anything you can use to make money, beloved. Is somebody hear what I'm saying now? 
your natural endowment money hides there money hides there those days if you were a short person you were looking for where to hide because they will call you a dwarf these days you just need to look for actors I mean film producers in Hollywood there's always a role for very short people since the days of Aki and Popo they opened the way. Short people now have roles in movies. If you're very beautiful, in fact, the movie industry likes fine girls and bedded boys. But if you're ugly, there's always a role also, even for ugly people. They may look for someone that plays the role of a twisted nose, a big mouth. They, they have roles for other people, for everybody. So you just need to be proud of who you are and look for a role for yourself. <laughs> Glory to God. Everyone is beautiful because everyone is endowed by God. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying now? But it's only us that try to compare ourselves. You see, what happens in life is that we try to look at what other people have. We admire and despise ourselves. We try to even learn to be like other people while looking down on our own talent and gifts. That's the problem. That's the problem. when you go to a certain nation or a certain place and you find, you know, there are people that have accents. If you, you go to America, they, they speak with an accent and then you speak with your own accent and people laugh at you. Why should they laugh at you? Did you laugh at anybody? They also have accents. So you shouldn't be ashamed of yourself. But I digress. Please, everybody is naturally endowed. Please, there is not one person that God has made, that he has not endowed with certain talents, certain gifts with which they can prosper. Not one person. God is not unrighteous. God is not wicked to make you and send you to this world without fitting inside of you something that will prosper you. God has already blessed you. God has already gifted you with things you need. The problem is that they are hidden and you don't know it. My prayer is that you make a discovery and begin to use those things to prosper. In the mighty name of Jesus. Do you know some people can write very well without going to learn it? They can write very well. Some people have magnetic brains. If they, even no matter what numbers you give them, they can remember it. They can remember it. That's an endowment from God. The question is, what can you do with it? What can you do with it? Some people are sweet talkers. You just need to listen to them. They can sell anything. They can make you believe anything. The way they open their mouth, you yourself, you are amazed. They, till you say yes, you don't even know. That's a gift. Some people will labor to explain even, they want to convince you that white is white, they don't even know what to say. But there are those that can convince you that black is white. Until you believe it, you don't know. There are people that are gifted in diverse ways. Is somebody getting what I'm saying now? So money is hidden in those gifts. You find some Nigerians who play football and become super rich. Where did they go to learn it? They didn't learn it anywhere. Some of them played in red sand. Played in some dirty pitches in Ajegunle. Before you know it, they become mega. This is they were born with it. 
They are fleet-footed. They are good. They don't need to learn. But they just recognize that they can do this well. Oh, I can't, remember, I can't forget one boy in, in our village. He could dribble. He could dribble everybody. But he never knew that that was something he could make money with. Sometimes he would live there and then go to school to read law. Not that law is bad. I hope you understand me, Barrister Ikoro. Law is not bad. But do you know, he will not succeed in law like if he were pursuing his passion and his talent of football. He can actually be, can read law and still play football. And, and, and consult as a legal advisor to uh, football clubs and still play as football captain. He will make a lot of money. And then when he retires at the age of, by the time, the other day I was in uh, his car, and I think I heard that Ronaldo is 20, what, is it 30 something? He became 30 some, 37. And people were saying he should retire. That is not good anymore. Which profession do you retire at 37? So there are things that you do, when you do, and you probably get to 30, you now retire and begin another life. But you recognize there are people that are fantastic actors, actresses. My wife followed her passion. She, by the time she entered into music, the university offered her a position to lecture. And she walked away. She was to do a PhD. And then lecture in university. And she said, no, I don't want, I want to sing. She wouldn't have made as much money as a professor. She's a very, she's very famous. Nobody would have known her as a professor. There are too many professors. Nobody would have known her. Today, if she enters anywhere, Mama Aiti, Mama Aiti, even if she doesn't make so much money, even the fame is enough. <laughs> so discover your talent, develop it, and deploy it. Is somebody with me? Please let me not spend too much time on this. I have plenty of things to say. Wealth is hidden in your brain. Hidden in people, hidden in problems, hidden in natural endowments. And wealth is hidden where? In your brain. If you're ever looking for a money machine, there you have it. Between your ears. That is the authentic money machine. Engage it. It can produce the billions that you need. Beloved. If you dare to sit down, challenge your brain to produce solutions, then you're a rich man. You are as rich as your ability to think, to figure out solutions. Look, the brain is the source of all inventions. The brain is the source of all discoveries. Even the technology that we are using today, where did they all come from? From where? From the brain. That's where they came from. And some of them are small boys who just engage their faculties. Engage your brain. Poor people know how to worry. Rich people know how to think. Henry Ford it is that said thinking is hard work. That is why very few people engage in it. A lot of people do not think. They don't think. But where you are today is the product of your thinking of yesterday. And where you'll be tomorrow is the product of your thinking today. 
you need to understand that the key to your prosperity lies in your brain. Engage your brain. And please listen, very, very little of our brain is used. Not even up to 10%. So, we have undiscovered, unutilized fields in our brain. Go to work making use of it. You are better than you are. You can be richer than you are if only you can engage your brain. Glory to God. Why did God put it there? God put your brain there for your own advantage, for your own prosperity. But a lot have neglected their brain. Is somebody with me? So, wealth, riches, money, they are hidden in your brain. Number five, they are hidden in opportunities. They are hidden in opportunities. Beloved, sometimes the difference between men is not their education, is not their skill, is not their strength, is simply opportunities. Very gifted, talented people who lack opportunities. They will not go far. They won't go far. People that waste opportunities, they won't go far. Someone decoded poor as being passing over opportunities regularly. If you always blow opportunities, you will not be rich. And opportunities always come. There is no one that has not been presented with golden opportunities from time to time to advance in life. A lot of times we miss it. Opportunities for a new job, opportunity for a profitable relationship, opportunity for a new business. A lot of people don't take it because opportunities don't come like opportunities. They could come like challenges. They could come like problems. They could come like demands. May you never miss your opportunities. I said, may you never miss your opportunities. May you never miss your opportunities. And beloved, people have said opportunity comes, knocks but once. Opportunity does, doesn't knock once. If you have missed opportunities, more opportunities are coming. I say more opportunities are coming. Are you with me? More opportunities are coming. <laughs> Glory to God. More opportunities are coming. My prayer is that when they come, you'll make good use of them. I said, when they come, you'll make good use of them. When they come, you'll make good use of them. Number six, opportunity. No, no, no I just finished opportunities. Number six is that wealth and riches are hidden in time. They're hidden where? In time. In time. Wealth and riches are hidden in the womb of time. Beloved, that's why you need to give yourself time. Give yourself what? Time. It is so wrong for a man to give up on himself and quit. Just because you don't have food to eat today does not mean you have come to the end of your life. Just that you don't, you don't have a roof over your head today does not mean you're finished. You're not. Give yourself time. Tell the people that are laughing at you. Tell the people that are mocking at you. 
they should give you time because your prosperity, your, your wealth is in the womb of time. Is somebody here? A man came to ask me for some help a few days ago. I wanted to encourage him. He was at the point of being thrown out of the house, got quick notice, and it felt as if the world had come to an end. So I wanted to encourage him, and I told him the story of how my wife and I were squatting in one room of a single girl at a solo, and how the girl would go out of the, the room for us to sleep in the parlor. The parlor was actually owned by a company. And there were many other people in other rooms. But we were squatting in her room. Wonderful girl. And then one day, she came back from work. And said to me, my elder sister is in the bus as we speak now. In a night bus. She's coming to visit me. I didn't know she was coming. She only called me from the park. I imagined how it would sound. I was her pastor. She was a member of our church. So, the eldest sister will arrive at the house and find the girl's pastor in her room. How will it sound? It didn't make sense. So, I called my wife. I said, God must help us today. That woman will not come and meet us here. No, no, that was before you went to work. I said, that woman must not meet us here. Something must happen. My wife went to work. I didn't tell her what I was going to do, but when she went to work, I went out and started looking for a place. Somebody had told me about a house in Ejibo, and I said, God forbid. You know, so at some point, when you're not desperate, when you're not desperate, you become too selective. When you're desperate, you can live in a hole. You can accept it and thank the people. Are, are you with me? When, when, you see, when you're not desperate, they tell you, would you buy this? No, no, I don't want that. That's nothing. When you're desperate, ah, Bible says to a hungry man, a bitter thing is sweet. So they told me about the Jibon. I said, where is it, please? So it was, I think, that company you were working for, what was it? That's right. That's actually how I got to meet Pastor Austin for the first time. You know? So they showed us the place. And 40,000, by the grace of God, God had given us 40,000 just before then. So we took that money and went and paid. And we didn't have anything. That night, I mean, that, that evening, I went to my wife's workplace and said to her, um, you are finished? Yes, said, so come, let's go. She was working with Success Digest. So she took her things. We went out, entered the bus. And I said to Jibo, she asked me, where is that? Where are we going? We should be going to Isola. I said, don't worry. I'm your husband. Follow me. Let us go. So, we dropped at the Yanejibo. And then we went to the house. We just walked from the bus stop to the house. We opened the house and I said, this is where we are living now. I said, where is this? I said, this is our new house now. It was just a flat, empty. That night, we slept on the floor because we had no furnishing. In fact, we didn't even have furnishing for a long time. One day, we came back, and my wife was even the one that reminded me some time ago, that we came back and we did not know, even till today, who put a set of white chairs, um, rubber, plastic chairs, and plastic table there. So that was the breakthrough we had. And we now started having 
furniture of white chairs and plastic table. Anyway, by the time I finished telling my story to, to the man that came to me, he said to me, Pastor, I am so encouraged. I never knew that you have passed through that phase of life. Are you telling me that you have been at the point that you didn't have accommodation before? I said, if I tell you my story, it's worse. I have walked this express before because I didn't have transfer money to enter Molwe, not private car. I have starved. I know what it means to be hungry. But that all of that is in the past. Can somebody say hallelujah? The difference between me now and me that had no accommodation is time. The difference is what? It's time. Anybody that wrote me off then is ashamed today because time has revealed that I was never a poor man. I just needed time to reveal myself. I needed just time to be the who God had made me to be. All you need is time. Don't let anybody make you take your life or write yourself off. Time is all that you need. Is somebody here? But you know, Sister Diola taught us a beautiful lesson on Thursday. She said that it is not true that we all have 24 hours. That we don't have 24 hours, all of us. Some people have more and some have less. The reason is that time is not just that thing on the clock, but time is value. Time is what you do with it. You know, have, have, you, ever, have you ever thought of time and it seems so short? At other times, time, time seems so long, right? You can think of time and it's like, ah, but it's just two hours ago and it might have been ten hours. But because of certain things that transpired, time seemed to have been abridged. So time is value. What value are you attaching to your time? Because if time is going to reveal you as a wealthy, prosperous and rich fellow, then what you do with time is of essence. What you did with time yesterday that is the product. That is where, why you are where you are today. What you will become tomorrow is a function of what you do with your time today. So when we say that wealth is hidden in time, you need to define time by what you do. If you go to sleep, wake up, play, and do nothing meaningful with your life, you are wasting your time. And at the end of it all, you wouldn't have changed your life. Do you know, it's amazing that there are many people that postponed what they should have done. After two, three years, they find out that they are still at the same spot they were three years ago. Nothing has changed. Some people are where they are today. They, they were where they are today, they were there five years ago. Ten years ago, nothing has changed. Some of them are still telling the same stories. Some of them are still roaming about. Some of them are still doing the same thing. Some of them are still giving the same excuses. There is something wrong with that. So you need to tell yourself, I must commit my time to something different so that in the time to come, there will be a manifestation of the blessings of God and the wealth that I have received from God. Glory to Jesus. Are you still here? So your wealth, your riches, 
are hidden in time. Not only should you give yourself time, but you must attach value to your time. What you do with time is of essence. Can someone say hallelujah? Second Kings chapter 4. Let me start from verse 1 to read. This is the scripture that I based my book, You're Sitting on a Gold Mine, on. So much I can teach from this scripture. I can teach a whole seminar. I can teach for one week running every day from this passage alone. So I'm not going to attempt to, to get into too much detail, but there are a few things, one or two that I want to point out. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha saying, your servant, my husband is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord and creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And he said, your maid servant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, go, borrow vessels from everywhere from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather or borrow just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons, then pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her son also brought the vessels to her and she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So they all ceased. Can you read verse 7 with me, everybody? One, please read. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, go, sell the oil and pay your debt. And you and your sons live on the rest. Two things, beloved, that I'm interested in in this scripture. Number one is that the journey to prosperity begins with a discovery begins with a discovery. I have talked about the fact that wealth is hidden in our brain. Wealth is hidden in problems and all of that. But if you don't know that, then you cannot take advantage of it. A woman was broke, was poor, had a generational debt, and yet there was something that she could use to bring a turnaround to her fortune, to her finances, a change to her circumstance, and yet she didn't know it. There was oil in her house. There was a little oil. In fact, she had such a mindset that she had nothing, and that's the problem with the poor. Poor people always feel they don't have anything. The woman said, I have nothing. And then suddenly remember the little oil. Oh, there's a little oil. That's why it is said that poverty is not lack. So poverty is a sense of lack. When you keep feeling you have nothing, you're poor. And you may have a car and still be poor. You may have millions in the bank and still be poor. You may have, I don't know, you could have a lot of things and still be poor. There are those who have and they feel poorer than those who do not have. Because wealth is how you feel. Wealth is not just what you have. Wealth it's how you feel. It's what you feel. So the woman said, I have nothing. Oh, except a little oil. There are many people, some who are hearing me today, seated, hearing me online, 
who have great endowments but they don't know it. And the woman did not know for as long as she did not know she was in poverty. When she went to church to her pastor, what did her pastor do? Not pray for her. I know church people like prayer. But that's not what Elisha did. Elisha helped her to think. Help her to do what? To think. Help her to think. My prayer and my hope is that access to wealth this year will help you to think. Because it's in thinking that you make discoveries. It's in thinking that you make discoveries. Elisha help her to think. Elisha, by helping her to think, help her to realize that she had something of value which you could make use of. My prayer is that this year's access to wealth will help you to make a discovery that will change your life forever. May you make a discovery. That aha moment, that moment of saying, what? What have I been doing? What? What kind of nonsense? How could I not know? Have you ever felt that way before? Coming to a point of feeling, whoa, my God, I never saw it. I should have known that. What? That moment where you have the light bulb, where your, the scale falls off your eyes and you begin to realize, oh, come on, I know I can do this. I pray that moment will come for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. So, Elisha helped that woman to make a discovery. And that discovery gave her access to wealth. Friends, can I say to you that knowledge gives you access to wealth. It is what you know that will help you to access the wealth that God has for you. Knowledge is so important. That's why the Bible says my people are destroyed. For what? Because they don't know. What was the difference between that rich man and Lazarus sitting at the gate full of sores with dogs licking his wounds? No. It was not because of where they came from. It was not because of their tribe or whatever. It was, there was a knowledge gap. Lazarus did not know what the rich man knew. Today, please let me say that to you. The difference between the rich and the poor is in what they know. Is in what they know. When you find a man who is doing well, his business is prospering, and yours is not, don't ever feel too proud to ask questions. Don't feel, I don't even know what they are doing. I don't know what they are putting their hands into. Be humble enough to admit there must be something the man knows that you don't know. You finish from school with a girl and she has a better job. He's doing well and you want to make excuses and write her off. There must be something she knows that you don't know. I have a book bought it many years ago and the title itself is enough message even if I didn't read the book the title is enough for me but I read the book the title is what the rich know and desperately want to keep secret so rich people know some things and they don't want the poor to know because they want the poor to continue to be under them if you have a boss who gives you a book to read thank God 
A boss who comes to give you a book to empower you, that boss has your interest at heart because rich people want the poor to remain slaves forever. Beloved, if you don't know what the rich knows, you can't make the money they make. You can't. I think it's John Rockefeller that I read how he made money many years ago. He said he used to visit the restaurant in the side of the country that the rich used to live. He was not living there. But he would go to sit there. He would buy, permit me to say, he would buy cook and meat pie and would sit there. He said he was observing the lifestyle and the ways and the manners of the rich. Have you had someone who took a rich man to lunch and said, I just, sir, I want you to talk to me. Talk to me about me. Some people if a rich man were to ask you, what do you want? Do I give you a hundred thousand dollars? You'll jump and somersault. But if you sat down at the feet of the rich to take notes, it's far more than a hundred thousand naira. Because if you can know what a man knows, you can achieve the wealth he has. I don't know whether somebody's hearing me today. And, and the truth is that wealth itself is not a mystery so much. What the rich knows is in books everywhere. It is. That's the stuff of seminars and conferences. But the unfortunate thing is that poor people do not value knowledge. They despise knowledge. But rich people are learners. If you want to prosper, you must have a heart for knowledge. You must be a learner. Look for opportunities to learn. When you hear somebody sneer, and criticize a man who pays 50,000, maybe 100,000 to attend a seminar. Say, ah, what are they teaching Zev? He's too much. That's why the person is where he is. Some people, even if you say 1,000, they won't come. No, 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 not 1,000, free. Free, they won't come. You want to bet? This weekend, we are starting access to web seminar. It's free. The starter's boot camp is free. We could put value on it. But we say it's free. And people don't, that don't value knowledge, they won't come. They will give excuses. Oh, I'm busy. What are they busy about? The business that has not made progress in 10 years. Instead of coming to learn, they will become busy, very busy. Over what? Over nothing. Unemployed, very busy. Poor and busy. And that is the worst thing to happen. A poor busy man is a terrible man. You're poor and busy at the same time. Busy about poverty. Get yourself free. Value knowledge. Sit down to learn. Sit in front. I hope you're here. I'm not angry, I'm not vexed. <laughs> Are you with me, somebody? <clears throat> hard work is a good thing. I hope you, you get me. Hard work. We value hard work. We praise hard work, isn't it? But hard work without knowledge is a waste of time. The Bible says the labor of the fool 
We risk every one of them because they do not know how to. How to? How to? If you know how to, you won't work too hard. Part of why we work too hard is that we don't know how to. When you know how to, you don't do as much as those who don't know how to. A lot of business is a function of ignorance. It's a function of ignorance. If you have the key to the door and you don't know which one fits in, you can fumble with it. You don't even know which way to turn. It's like going to a hotel room that uses a key that you swipe. If you don't know, you go there and you're confused. You can even put the thing and try to turn. Somebody who knows will just come in and... Knowledge. Knowledge trumps hard work. Knowledge makes you work smart. Hard work is not everything. Knowledge is. Oh, come on. Is somebody with me? So value knowledge. Be hungry for knowledge. I want to pastor a church that the people are hungry for knowledge. When we have a seminar, everyone is seated, ready to learn. We are having the starters boot camp on Saturday. And you want to start business. 10 o'clock, you must find yourself in this hall. Let us talk about getting started. May 7, we'll have entrepreneurs masterclass. You're in business. Instead of just struggling, fumbling, please attend. Let's look for opportunities. Let's explore possibilities on how you can grow your business. Can someone say hallelujah? I said two things, so I've dealt with one. <laughs> Let me do the last one and we'll close. Are you still here? Is someone challenged and blessed? Are you here? <laughs> the last one. Not only did she discover something of value, and now had knowledge that she did not have. But Elisha taught her the master key to prosperity. And believe me, there is no other way to prosper in life than what Elisha taught her. And what did Elisha say? That thing you have, take it to the market and sell. When you sell, collect the money to pay your debt and then live on the rest. Prosperity comes by selling, by trading. This world is a market. People are buying and people are selling. Those who buy are consumers. Those who sell are the ones to prosper. If you have nothing to sell and you're spending hours of prayer, it will be in vain. If you have nothing to sell and you're shouting scripture, I receive, I receive prosperity, it will amount to a waste of time. Money follows those who have something to sell. Please let me amend that a little. Not just those who have something to sell. Those who have something of value to sell. Because business is about value. People are looking for value. Please, is somebody getting what I'm saying? When you go to school and you finish the university, 
you come out with something. Unfortunately, what some people go to university and they come out with, it's not value. They come out with a certificate. I have said part of the problem with our university system is that we value certificate more than knowledge. You can actually have a graduate of English who cannot write a letter. Hey, come on, are you with me? A graduate, she, she made 2-1. She made 2-1. And she does not know the difference between full stop and comma. Graduate of English. Do you think I'm kidding? Oh, come on. Do you think I'm kidding? The reason is because the person has a certificate but does not have knowledge and does not have anything of value. That is why many are unemployed with certificates because you fail every interview. When you go to the panel, you're unable to put value on the table. And employers are not looking for certificate. Employers are looking for value. By the time I engage you in a chat for five minutes, I should be able to see your value. Poverty is not the lack of money. Poverty is the absence of value. If you don't have value, you will be poor. But if you have value, you will prosper. Oh, come on. Is somebody hearing my teaching? Again, Sister Diola was teaching us on Thursday. And, and when she started, I said, this is beautiful. She was telling us we need to understand what value we give to our customers. Because business is value. Business is value. You're a fashion designer. When I come to your shop and I ask you to make me a dress, your business is actually not sewing clothes. Your business is to make me look beautiful, look good. If you finish sewing and I look into the mirror and it's like a carpenter made it, I don't look fine. You may like the dress, but if I don't like it, I won't come back. You may like it. You, my wife went to sing yesterday somewhere. When she came back, I said to her, I don't like the fact that you didn't sing songs tending towards this side. You sang these other songs. And she said to me, the person that invited me said I should sing these other songs. And, not this, and I said, that's right. Because it is not me that will pay you. You cannot sing to impress me. I am your husband. But the person that pays you, he who pays the piper. <laughs> Is somebody here? Please listen. We are in a market. Did I say the wall is a market? Oh, if you don't have that mindset, you will not go find life. The wall is in a market. And you must be a consummate seller. You must sell everything. If, if you're talking that nonsense that people, some people say, hey, me, I don't know how to sell. Hey, me, I don't have the ability to sell. Hey, my family is not into selling. You don't know nothing. You're not ready to prosper. Debunk. Take it out of your mind. Are you with me? Hey, me, if you give me something to sell, I'll be dashing it. That's because you want to be broke. Sell. Sell to your brothers. Sell to your husband. Not give. Sell to your wife. 
Say to your husband. Yes, now. Say. <laughs> say to your. You see, you, you think that, okay, when you have something, you dash every member of your family. Your mother comes to the house. You sell perfume. Everybody that comes, say, hey, sister, oh, this is very good. Though. He says, take, take, take. Oh, auntie, auntie, <laughs> auntie, I like your perfume. Say, take, take, take. You'll be broke. Everybody that comes, you dash perfume. That's what you're selling. Ah, I think you should just pack. You shouldn't even try again. <laughs> Uh, hey, oh, uh, they like the perfume. Say, I give you a discount. Hey, I sell it. I normally sell it uh, 40,000, but I'll give you a 35 because you're my sister. That's business. And remember, the markup is about uh, maybe 10,000. So you're writing off 5,000. You're not writing off 10. But sister does not know. <laughs> sister doesn't know. If you like, you can write off six. You can write off eight and keep 2,000. That's your business. But for you to give sister that perfume of 40,000 free, you're not doing well. <laughs> you're not doing well. <laughs> Is somebody still here? You can sell value as an employee. That is why CVs are written. Some people don't know that that is marketing. So they write CV like they write 10 paper. If you write 10 paper, you should be a professor. They will not employ you because they're not looking for 10 paper. They're looking for marketing scripts. If you write one CV and send to every company, you will not get a job. You write a CV and it is job specific. They need customer service manager client service officer. Everything that you have ever done, including your club as PRO, you put there. When they are looking for somebody with another field, you look for another thing that is important and put there. When you are going there to the interview, you don't go like you are going to the market. You go like you are going for an interview. Because you first market yourself before the CV. You can enter the interview hall and nobody takes you for a job. Because of the way you dress. Is somebody hear what I'm saying now? Go for an interview. Tight jeans. They, they, they have even, uh, uh, they cut, they cut, rip, uh, they cut, they rip this side and they draw skull on the other side. <laughs> Unless it's a court interview, which is okay, then you <laughs> They're looking for secretary. And then you show up, your skirt is here. Ah, no way. Your skirt is here. And your secretary, they say this is not a club. The, the, the future of this man is not safe. <laughs> Madam, who came to stop, stop over in the office, say, who is this? Say, the secretary said, this one cannot be taken. He said, she has masters in secretary. She said, this one is has failed. By the way, did you hear that drama? Which, which church was that? Doing on live, right? They told that girl to come to church. Do you remember if you were here on Thursday, the drama night? They said, come to church. Say, I don't get church cloth. Say, come nowhere. Say, no, I know if you wear this one because I know one collect pastor. <laughs> did you, were you here? 
Sir, no, 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 this one, I don't feel where this one. She was chewing. I don't feel where this one because I know one collect pastor. <laughs> Some people don't even know that there is church cloth. There is interview cloth. Is somebody still here? But please let me end by saying that Elisha did not even ask the woman to get a job. Elisha helped her to start a business. Hey, come on, are you with me? That is the secret to wealth and prosperity. Start a business. Start a business. She started a business with a little oil, had an employee. In fact, had two employees immediately. Had two sons. And they started doing well. Gone are the days when if you finished from university and started a business, they felt you were a dropout. Now everybody knows that is the right way to go. Entrepreneurship is it. Do your business. Please listen. Even if you have a good job, start another business. I actually believe you need not less than four streams of income. Sister Diola said you should have up to seven. And I completely agree. Are you with me? Have multiple streams of income. You don't need one income. If you're earning from one source, then you are not wealthy. You're not. By the way, you know, my concept of wealth is that it's when prosperity becomes irreversible that you become wealthy. When prosperity becomes irreversible. And wealth is not a function of what you have. It's a function of what you do with what you have. So please, take a cue from this. Elisha, help us to start business. Help us to start business. And everyone that wants to start a business, meet with me on Saturday. I believe God that this is your season to prosper. Nothing will stop you from prospering. In the mighty name of Jesus. I declare that the reign of financial prosperity will locate you. In the mighty name of Jesus. May God bless the work of your hands. In the mighty name of Jesus. Everyone stand on your feet and pray. Say Lord, thank you so much. Oh, thank you Jesus. Show World Assembly is a Bible teaching ministry operating at different locations. Every Sunday by 9 a.m., we experience supernatural encounter with God as we worship Him and drink from the fountain of His Word. Every Thursday, we meet at 6 p.m. for teaching, prayer, and breaking of bread. If you need a church that will equip you to grow in the faith, empower you to succeed in life, and give you a platform to serve the Lord, welcome to Shoreward Assembly. To learn more about us, visit shorewardassembly.org. Remember, with God, all things are possible. So expect a miracle today. And when you're coming for the next service, bring a friend along. Showward, raising champions.